Hey, you're on air with Ella, and today we are talking about how to make friends as an adult. It should be easier, right? Let's go. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. Let's go. talking today about the difficulties of making new friends as an adult and loads of tips for how to do it. And actually, it's funny because I thought this was one of those things that I was just interested in or struggled with. And then when I threw the question out to you on Instagram, I was flooded with comments and stories and suggestions. And that in itself is telling. We think we are the only ones out here who feel like a kid in middle school. (laughs) And as it turns out, many of us are out here like feeling kind of dorky or a little exposed and just trying to make friends. You might be listening and thinking, this is not me. Like maybe you have had the same core group of friends for 20 years, or maybe you're drowning in a sea of friends and you can't relate to this at all all. But today's show is for anyone who wants to expand their social circle, who wants to try to make new or deeper connections, and really anyone who feels like they need a little boost in their social sector of the live better life wheel. You know my life wheel, right? I'll definitely drop a picture into the show notes, but just remember, it's got a slice. It's it's a circle. It's a wheel. It's got a slice for career and family and love and finances and spiritual life and physical health, and the list goes on. But one of the sectors in that life wheel represents our social life. It's community and connection and I don't know about you, but sometimes when I've spent too many seasons focused on other areas of my life and other demands on my time, I have let my social score, so to speak, drop to something close to zero. You know what I mean? So we use that life wheel to sort of evaluate where we are. And you can't be a 10 in everything all the time. Life is full of seasons and give and take. But in the years that I spent building my business and raising a small child, I was not exactly focused on my social life. And before you know it, that can become your normal. It did for me. I don't think I realized how little I prioritized friendships until two things happened very closely together. One, I met a soulmate best friend. And two, I held my first women's retreat. And I have talked about both of those things before. So today I'll just summarize by saying that you get used to things like you cruise on autopilot for so long that you forget what amazing looks like, right? And that is one of the goals of this show always is to wake us up from autopilot and tune back in to our fullest and best life. And that includes one that is enriched with friendships and connection. So by 2019, I was several years awake to the benefits of friendship and connection, if you will. And I moved at that time from the city I had lived in for about 16 years to a completely new state. P.S. That's the fourth time I've moved as an adult, by the way. (laughs) 
And the eighth time I've moved to a new city and state ever in my life. So I know what it's like to have to start at zero in the social realm. Okay. But by this time, you know, a few years ago, I knew what I wanted. I knew I needed to be intentional about getting it. And I deliberately set out to make friends. And you know what? It wasn't easy and it wasn't always comfortable. And it's also not over, like it's not mission accomplished, but it is a muscle I've spent a lot of time building. And I'm going to share with you some tips and tools for what to do, what not to do, and why it matters. First, let's talk about why this matters and why it can be a little tough to make friends as an adult. I think we intuitively appreciate that friendship and social engagement and connectedness are all good for the mind and the soul, right? But did you know that friendship and connectedness also have physical health benefits? That's right. (laughs) Having meaningful friendships in adulthood is actually linked to better physical health outcomes, all right? That includes reduced risk of chronic disease, improved immune system, even longevity. Here's a quote. Older adults with strong social connections have better cognitive function, lower rates of age-related cognitive decline, and a reduced risk of developing dementia. Friendships provide a sense of purpose, social stimulation, and emotional support, which are vital for healthy aging. So if you cannot get excited about making friends for friends' sake, do it so you can live to be 100. In all seriousness, this points to just how critical connection is. And maybe you have someone older in your life who has become a bit isolated. And one of the secrets to living a longer, happier, more enriched life is through connectedness and community. I talked about this a little bit in the Q&A episode where we talked about both getting out of a slump and landing on our purpose, so to speak. And we really drilled home in that episode how much connectedness has to do with both of those things. And my take is that our lives should have witnesses. Our lives are meant to have witnesses. We need a witness to our high times, our low times, our very mundane times, and our exceptional times, right? It gives it all meaning. And swell, if you have a life partner, that is absolutely fantastic. I do, and I feel so grateful for that. Like, I have a built-in witness, right? A, your partner is not meant to carry the weight of all of your social and emotional needs. And B, friends can offer so much. They can offer alternative viewpoints and fresh perspectives or another lens to see things from different angles. And a different side of you gets to thrive when you're in just your friend group, right? For me, friendships and connection help broaden my horizons, deepen my experience, Oh, and lower my risk of dementia. So what's not to love? (laughs) Clearly, these researchers have not met all of my friends. Today's episode is brought to you by a listener and their five-star review. You know if you leave a five-star review, I will read literally whatever you say on the air. So here we go. Five stars from Donna, who says, Ella gets the best guests. I find her podcast so informative and interesting. These seriously make my day. Thank you and keep up the great work. You touch so many people in a positive way. I share this podcast with everyone. Thanks for all that you do. That was read to you by DJ Curtis J, London's finest. Thanks, Curtis. 
Okay, so why is it hard, though? I mean, think about this. When you're a kid making friends, it can still be scary and intimidating, but you have so many opportunities to do it and like so much necessity around doing it, right? You've got sports or school or theater, whatever you were into, scouts, summer camp, your neighborhood. I mean, kids are drowning in opportunity to meet new people. And it's frankly like kind of essential for your survival, right? But as adults, our worlds constrict in this way. And also, friends are absolutely not strictly necessary to live your life as an adult, right? Which is kind of a real shame in a way. And again, if you're like me, you might prioritize your family or career over making a new buddy, right? That might even feel self-indulgent in some seasons. And then you have the factor of just the passing of time. As we get older, of course, our college friends or our school friends may drift away. People move, obviously. Friendship circles diminish, whatever, just the natural course of things. And then conversely, if you find yourself in a new environment it can feel like many people already have well-established social circles. And breaking into those existing circles can feel really intimidating. And one more thing to get on the table here. It's a vulnerable thing to make friends as an adult, right? And so you're making the time, you're making the effort, and then you have to be willing to fail and try again. Like, that is a huge ask, right? Especially if it's not strictly necessary. Does any of that resonate with you? I mean, to me, it is highly comparable to dating. Like you have the unknown, right? You have the fear of rejection or judgment. You have to employ trust and vulnerability to form genuine connections. And then you have to not take it personally when it's just not a great fit. I think that's actually a really useful analogy, making friends and being on the dating scene, because with both, it requires knowing what you want, engaging a proactive effort, and then a resilience when things don't pan out. So what are we going to do about it? Let's dive into some tips and tools for how to actually do it. I'm going to start with some of what you said. So I asked you for your tips, and this is what you said. A bunch of you said, join clubs, committees, church, adult ed classes, volunteer for something. Basically, join things that interest you and you have built in common ground. A number of you said, you know, I intentionally tried hobbies, activities that are inherently social, whether it was rock climbing or hiking or CrossFit or church or book clubs. John said, make the time. It is an effort and it requires intention. Keep putting yourself out there. At this age, you need to kiss a lot of frogs before you find a few good friends. Christina said, puppies and babies. (laughs) That made me laugh, but it's so true. Very good conversation starters. And another one of you said something really important. You said, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't wait for the other person to initiate. And that is so critically important. And it stops so many friendships before they start. And my version of that tip is to generate opportunities, to be the one to generate get-togethers, throw a party, host a book club, arrange a dinner, like you do it. And yes, it requires some of your time. And yes, there's that inherent risk of rejection, right? Like, will anyone come to my party? And yes, this is one of the best ways to make friendships happen in your life. So do it anyway. 
Since moving to the D.C. area a few years ago, I have arranged dinners out. I have arranged happy hours. I have held dinner parties at my house, and I have set up what I called field trips, which is to say that I pick an event, you know, something happening here, and then I throw out an invite to a dozen people and see who says yes. And none of these things is in my comfort zone. None of them. And you get that feeling like I'm going to invite these people and everybody might say no. (laughs) And sometimes I get three people and sometimes I get 20. And my number one tip here is to take the initiative. Do not wait for the opportunity. Create the opportunity. Like dating, do not be afraid to make the first move. Finding friendships simply requires that you take chances and put yourself out there. And yes, 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 taking the initiative to spark conversation with someone or invite them on an outing, it can feel super awkward at first. And if your invitation is rebuffed in some way, or if you just don't find that you have a strong connection, you cannot take it personally any more than when it's not a match when you're dating. In both, like I totally get it. You feel it personally. And then you realize like not everyone is made for everyone. That's not how the world works. And then it's on to the next. By the way, I am very married, but this dating analogy really works for me. And it's the same when you're trying to make couples friends, right? Am I right? But that's for another day. Okay, we'll talk about that some other time. All right. So we've established that joining clubs, volunteering, taking up new hobbies or activities or classes or interests, generally engaging in activities that genuinely interest you increases your chances of meeting like-minded people who share similar passions, right? And this might go without saying, but sometimes I still need a reminder. Attend events and social gatherings, even when it's easier not to. I try to go to several events a month, and I swear to you, I cannot recall a time that an hour or two before I'm supposed to leave the house, you know, like an hour or two before, invariably, I have to force myself not to bail to not cancel. I mean, I might be hosting the event. I may have arranged the entire thing (laughs) right about the time that I need to be getting ready. I start rationalizing why it's okay to not go. Like, it's fine. They'll be fine without me. They'll still enjoy it. And you guys, I'm an extrovert. (laughs) I actually recharge around people. I cannot even imagine the head games I would play if I were an introvert. But then you know what happens, right? You know this. Every single time, I'm glad I went. Every single time. Even when it's not like capital A amazing, I still have a laugh, or I try a new place that I've never been to, or I practice networking, or I just enjoy having makeup on and pants with a zipper. And every once in a while, I actually make a new friend. Like every once in a while, I actually make a connection. And connect with somebody who ends up expanding my circle. And then that person becomes someone who invites me places and I them and so on and so on. So be open to attending social events, parties, networking gatherings. And if you find yourself ready to bail at the last second, just think, just think, number one, Ella warned me about this. Number two, I'm practicing being a person who does what they say they are going to do. All right. That's your mantra. I am practicing being a person who does what they say they are going to do. And if that doesn't work for you, try this one. I will not pass up the experience I am about to have. I will not pass up the experience I am about to have. 
Okay. So once you've gotten yourself to the thing, let's talk about what you can actually do, even say in order to meet potential new friends, right? Just getting there's half the battle. <laughs> but when you actually get, find yourself in a social situation, how do you connect the dots? Like, how do you turn that opportunity into a connection? How do you start the conversation? And my number one tip for this is to ask a question. I have done this so many times. In eighth grade, I was a very gawky, age-appropriate troll, and I had just moved to a new school where everyone else had been together since kindergarten. At least it felt like it to me, right? And I set my sights on the girl in my homeroom who's who who just like her her energy felt right to me, right? That's probably not how I thought about it at the time. I probably just liked her three layers of socks or the way she popped her collar or whatever. In any case, she felt safe to me. She looked like someone I wanted to connect with. And I remember I asked her a question that I already knew the answer to. And it was something very, very, very banal, like where is six period? All I remember is thinking how clever I was because I forced myself to speak to her and And I asked a question that I already knew the answer to just to spark a conversation. And from there, she became my school bestie for the next six years. That one stupid question resulted in a sisterhood for the rest of my schooling career. And have I used this time and time again since? Yes, yes, I have. I might have upgraded the question slightly, but barely. Maybe it's where is the bathroom? (laughs) I might ask a question about the agenda or some just anything to make a connection. And here's my hypothesis. When the chemistry is right, sometimes that is all that's needed. Another tip is, and this one is really nuanced, so you may need a moment to reflect. You might want to journal on this, okay? But my second tip here is, I literally say pretty early on in the convo, I'm trying to make new friends. (laughs) See how nuanced that is? I found that putting that out there can actually be a great opener for people who are also trying to connect. And they're sort of relieved that you just said it out loud, or it's just kind of endearing because it shows that you're authentic and just offering it up. And have I had people kind of laugh and then like, you know, leave? (laughs) Yes. Has it always worked? No, but that is not my people. So that is okay. My people is a people that would respond in an open or a funny way too. And this worked in my neighborhood. I now live in an area where I have friends, you know, I can walk out the door and bump into somebody that I want to chat with. And when I first moved here, I moved into an area where a bunch of people knew one another and had done for a while. And I just said to everyone, it was, it was quite disarming. I was like, I'm trying to make new friends. Like, do you want to be friends? Come over, like come over and cook out in the backyard or come over and have a glass of wine, et cetera, et cetera. And just saying that was disarming in a way. Um, yeah, so super nuanced, but you know, maybe try that on for size, take it for a spin. All right. A third tip for sparking a connection is to ask them what help they need, who they want to connect with or what they're working on that they're excited about all with the same goal in mind. And that is to connect them to someone or something that can help them or would be of interest to them. 
So it could be a book or a podcast that you share with them or like ideally a human connection that you can make for them. And I really learned this lesson from Neen James, my Australian friend who I've had on the show twice and who I met many years ago. And within hours of meeting Neen, she had connected me with two people and an invitation to an invitation-only event. She immediately became someone who mattered to me by approaching our connection from a how-can-I-help-you posture. And when I met her, by the way, I was like just a mere little guest at an event for which she was a headline speaker. So in the hierarchy of social things, I was a peon and she was at the top of the totem pole and she wasn't at all posturing to impress me. She was positioning herself to help me. And she taught me an invaluable lesson in that. In networking situations, this can be as simple as connecting two people in the room or forging a connection on LinkedIn or sending a joint email suggesting that they connect. And in social situations, this can be recommending a book, like I said, on a thing that the two of you were just talking about or sending them your contractor's or dentist's name or telling them how much they would love the On Air with Ella podcast. As an example... And a lot of times what that does is it helps you connect via text. It helps you get their digits. (laughs) Like, hey, I'll send you a link. And then you swap numbers. And I have converted a lot of quick texts into, hey, I'm having a casual get together next Thursday if you can come. By the way, I will even throw invites and then arrange the event depending on whether people say they can come or not. And if any of this sounds manipulative, it's not manipulative, it's intentional. I am quite literally the person that you'll meet and be like, hey, I'm trying to make friends. And then if I pick up on anything in our conversation that I can share something with you about, I'll be like, oh, I just read a great book on that. Let me send it to you. I'll send you the link. Then I will absolutely try to convert that into a genuine connection or another connection if there was some kind of good friendship chemistry there. So to recap, we are creating events, right? We are attending things that we're invited to. We're asking questions to strangers. We're open about wanting to make friends. We're open about our intentions. We're helping other people make connections. And we're being resilient if it just doesn't land. Like, again, we understand that not everybody is for everybody, And we are going to allow ourselves to try more than once. At the end of the day, making friends as an adult and building a connection is just like building any other kind of habit. You have to be intentional about what you want and you have to know what you don't, right? And then you have to show up and try and you have to be willing to sometimes fall short. The successes are so worth it. Would you tell me what has worked for you so we can expand this conversation? I want to hear from you. After all, we're friends, right? Love ya. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or get the show notes and links at onairella.com. There's no with. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.